Hey there, I'm Matt. I'm Jesse. And I'm Ivana. And we're a full-time RV family. A couple years ago, we sold everything and moved our family of three into an RV. And that's been one of the best decisions we've ever made. However, it did come with a very steep learning curve. So we're here to share our stories, tips, and tricks for living life on the road. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the black tank. Ew, Daddy! This is Recreational Variables. Why, it's a happy road that I'm traveling on. I just can't help myself. You got me singing out a happy song since your sun came shining. I know it won't be long until your happy road is taking me home. Okay, now. Uh, now. now. Are we good? Now. 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 Now it's on. Now we... Now... Spin. (laughs) (laughs) Now we just go. But we we, we have to do a greeting. Is there there a good greeting? Hello. Let's spin the wheel. Uh, Newbie jitters. Newbie jitters. I think this is a great opportunity for our first week story. Not not necessarily their first week, but kind of the moving in story. The moving how? Yeah, that was uh, it was rough. It was really rough, and I can see, I can see how a lot of people would bail on this lifestyle if they just based it off their first like month or two. You know, it's a steep learning curve. It really is. It uh, it looks like a lot of fun on Instagram. Like I, in a uh, group I'm in on Facebook for RV living, you know, there was there was just a post recently of somebody that said, "Okay, we're we're done. This looked so much more fun on on Instagram, but we're done. Who wants to buy our trailer?" And uh, I just, I totally could understand people how they would feel that way, especially people that have bigger families than ours too Mm. i think there's just a lot a lot of factors that you get hit with right at once in a small space and it's just it's all new it's all new especially i mean us we knew nothing we absolutely knew nothing we just had this desire to do it and we didn't know what the crap we were doing and we said let's go do it yeah, I mean, and, there's yeah. A, there's that saying, like, bigger dummies than us have, have done this. And, and so, I said that. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was kind yeah. of our mantra of, like, look, you know, you don't have to be a genius to live in an RV. You know, you don't have to be a genius, really, to succeed at anything. It's It's always a matter of, are you willing to put the work in and are you willing to, like, suck it up and get through those tough times? And we sucked it up. We did. We sucked up a lot. So <laughs> yeah. we we had never towed before. Um, the most that I had towed was working at the airport, pulling those little dollies around. And um, how's your coffee? Sorry, <laughs> you can't hear me Is taking the lid off. Is that tea or coffee? It's Dandy Blend. Oh, Dandy Blend. Dandy Blend is a delicious alternative to the uh, coffee without all the caffeine and acidity. Dandy not, Blend. Not a sponsor, but hey... Your guts will thank you. Yeah. So we've never towed before, before moving this, in. And yeah. we, we were absolutely freaked out. And like we mentioned before, we bought a package deal in Maryland. And so that was, we got the fifth bill and the truck 
to tow it mm-hmm. from the same people, the same family. And because we had never towed, we were scared crapless of we've never towed, especially something 40 feet. How the crap are we going to get it from Maryland back to Arizona where we had to throw it in storage for a couple of weeks while our house was still in the process of, of selling? Yeah. Um, and then we on top of that, mm-hmm. that truck, it was a beast, but it was a, a manual transmission. Oh, and, uh, right. yeah. you know, I, I had a manual car in high school, but it was, you know, a tiny little thing. But you had never driven a manual never ever i think driving a manual is one of those things that you can't just take a lesson and you're good it it really comes with just doing it over and over again so so i rode passenger the whole way from maryland back to arizona we we flew out there and then drove the truck back just the truck yeah just the truck because both of us were terrified yeah we were terrified of towing especially across the country right off the bat, you know, and I don't know, maybe, maybe we would have been fine. We probably would have been fine. I don't know. So then, yeah. So we hired somebody, uh, professional to tow the, the fifth wheel and, uh, tow it from Maryland to the storage facility in Arizona where we were. And, uh, that worked out really well. I mean, yeah, it, it cost some money up front, but it gave us, such peace of mind and it just it got us there he got us into the storage unit because even just backing into that spot in the storage unit would have been a whole to do if you need somebody to haul your trailer for you yeah there's transportation services that will do that and um i'm really glad we did that yeah that was that was really cool um who's the guy we we used uh i i think his business name is called like cherry run yeah i don't yeah. remember his name i forget his name um, we, we have his card but i should have thought about that so we we have our rv in storage our house sells we're ready to move into it but we still had the issue of we don't know how to tow and a little bit of background on me my dad um was a personal injury attorney please don't stop listening because of that okay there's a lot of good stuff here <laughs> but he he was a personal injury personal injury attorney and um growing up all my life i wasn't allowed to have a water slide in our pool i wasn't allowed to have a trampoline um so like a lot of safety things and i i was really irritated about some things like that growing up as a kid like ah there's dad the party pooper but later on in life i i did i i understood like his puckerness and his um i i appreciate now the way he is prepared for everything. And I think it's really good. And so that kind of carried over to me. And I'm like, I have to be totally comfortable driving and towing because I've never done it before. This is my home. This is my family all at stake. And so we did a little bit of research. Actually, it was a referral, I think, from some really good friends of ours um, that led us to um, RV driving school. And I believe that's the name of the business. Yeah, it is. is our RV and driving they store. have, they're nationwide in the U.S. I don't know about Canada. You contact them and they'll hook you up with an instructor that's nearest you. So we we ended up getting uh, Jordy. Jordy. Shout out to yep. Jordy. There you go. He was awesome. And so two days with both of us um, where we just, we went and we hooked up our rig and it was empty at the time. We were just practicing and, but we took it out and he taught us how to how to drive, how to tow, and everything, and um, even took us to a big 
big parking lot uh, up in, what is that, Peoria? or Yeah. Yeah, up there, it was like a parking lot that's pretty much mostly empty all the time. And, and he had us practicing how to back up straight and going in and out of curves and things. And we can do a whole episode on army yes, driving school. So we will. It's, I'll it's go a little further. Great. But mm-hmm. the funny thing was, um, so we had ordered these backup cameras. You know, Matt, you mentioned your safety and yes. how you like that. But also you're a techie geek. So uh, it was nat- naturally we needed to order backup cameras and, and the, all that for the rig. And so we, we were installing the Furion cameras. We ended up going with that system. Which is fantastic. Yeah. But when you were installing it, something got messed up and our running lights stopped working. Our running lights stopped working. And I did not know that until it was time to go. And it well, it was, a, yeah, it was a whole thing. They stopped working. And then the batteries were really low because it, the rig had just been sitting there. Jordy ended up having to jump start the batteries on our rig just to get our front stabilizers so that we could actually lift them, lift them so open. that we could move. And so that was fun. This is one day before we were supposed to move into our first RV park. And yeah. the electrical system in our rig was kaputs. The stabilizers, stabilizers would not rise. Um, but again, I guess that's another tip. Yeah. Make sure you know where your battery kill switch is. And when you find that, if it's in storage, turn it off. Yeah. Or look at your manufacturer's suggested, you know, way of, of doing that. We thought we would be really, really smart and end the driving school lesson by pulling into um, our new spot. Cause we got a spot that was only about 20 minutes away from our house at an RV park. So that, that way we could just go back and forth and move, move our stuff in after we'd parked it at the RV park. So the place we got, it was pull through spots, which you know, those are, those are a lot easier to get in and out of than the back end spots. So we pull in the best we can and we start getting out, trying to set up and you have to look out for your slides and are they going to hit the electric box and all that. And so we were going to hit the electric box. So then we had to, we had to pull in a little differently. And then as we're trying to adjust, a neighbor comes by and he's like, you guys don't want to pull in like that. You need to pull in further up, further up, because if you, you know, if you leave your rig too far back, then you won't have room to park. And this is how the, they want you to park here. It was kind of, he was a truck driver. So he was kind enough to help us and give us some tips, um, pulling in. And then, so we, we it took us a while, but we finally got situated and it was, it was, uh, probably 110 degrees that day at least. Mm-hmm. And this is the afternoon. So it's the heat of the day already. Um, so it was hot. So yeah, one of the tricks that our driving instructor taught us regarding like our slides hitting the electric box or any obstacle that's in your spot is cause when you pull into your spot or back into your spot, your slides are in. So sometimes you think you pulled in perfectly, but then you go to put your slides out and they're going to run into stuff. So what he taught us was a trick with a PVC pipe. So you, you get a you just get a piece of PVC pipe and you cut it to the length of your the slide. Longest. Slide. Yeah. You're the length of your longest slide. Um, and for us, that's our living room slide. And so that way, when the slides are in, you can get out, walk around the side of your RV, stick the PVC pipe 
up against your RV and see how far out it sticks. And if it's going to hit anything in that vicinity, then you know to move. And if not, then you're clear. And then we also, we took that long, you know, the longest slide. And then we also made marks for our shorter slides so that we could just take the one PVC pipe and we could see, okay, is our kitchen slide good? Is our closet slide good? Because we have three slides on this rig. So that way we can check all the slides with one PVC pipe. So that that's come very handy. We we get out and then, uh, you know, um, before we open, well, yeah, before the slides come out, though, we have to go in. Yeah, you got to op- open your front door. So we open up the front door and there is glass. I Everywhere. wouldn't say... It was all over okay. the floor. It was it was all over the there floor. There was a light fixture that had fallen off and a light bulb. Like it, the light fixture came couple down, a couple light bulbs came down and broke. And then there was a clock that had been left on the wall from the previous owners. Um, that that was down and broken too. So there was just, there was glass all over the floor. Part, part of the jitters too is like, oh my gosh, you know, I just want to move this thing. I just want to go. You got to make sure your stuff is secure. Um, and one very important thing that, that you read about, somebody gave you the, the tip on, is the microwave plate. The microwaves have that glass plate. Yeah, um, and that was that. actually the previous owners. They they t- tipped us off on that because I guess they had, at one point when they moved, they had had the microwave come open and the glass plate flew out and broke. And So actually they had an extra microwave plate that we still have. But yeah, we always, we've never had the microwave come open, but we removed that glass plate every time we move it's in our our checklist our moving checklist it's amazing how much these things shake and rattle and yeah um yeah like they say they compare to you know putting everything in your house through a bunch of tiny earthquakes yeah for hours at a time depending how long you're you're traveling so so we're at our rv park we clean up the glass you know whatever's broken and we're um we finally are like okay we're gonna stay here this is good Radden RV Park, I don't understand these rules. There's just etiquette that, that you have at, at RV parks. Some of them are written on paper. You know, they give you the park guidelines, but some of them are just, you know. General etiquette. Yeah. yeah. And am I going to break those things? And and so, you know, I, I want to be on my best behavior um, and not piss anybody off. But um, I don't think I broke any rules. One of the main rules that... You know, I'm I'm always aware of, I guess, is the don't walk through other people's spots. Yeah. If somebody's camping in a spot, don't use their spot to cut through, you know, to get to where you need to go. Whether they're home or not. Yeah. Walk around, even if it's inconvenient. Um, You know, I would say sometimes it's okay to cut through empty spots, but you really just use your best judgment. Try Just try not to impede on other people. That's, I think that's the big thing, like. Just don't being, be a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk. Be respectful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so then so moving on to our first night in that RV, so we we went and we got all of our stuff after many trips back and forth, and then we got our daughter, and it was our first night sleeping in an R in the RV. We were a little bit uh, unlevel, I think. Like we slept at a decline that night because we we leveled side to side. But we didn't get the front to back level really Not good. Not quite right, yeah. yeah. And the important thing with, with leveling side to side, I'll just say this real quick. You always want to make sure your rig is level side to side because um, your fridge 
cannot work properly or it can even could catch on fire potentially start say. fires yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, stuff we've heard so um you you definitely want to level side to side make sure that's done first and then you can use your um jacks to go up and down front and back yeah, yeah. but yeah so there was that and then um you know, just getting used to the RV, the way that it moves. It's not like a house. You're not on a foundation. So the RV was constantly moving. I mean, like right now we're sitting here and this, the RV's moving because our daughter's playing with the cats and I'm just used to it now. So it's not as big of a deal. But the first night it was, it was really kind of weird. When you're not used to that constant shaking, um, it, it is very yeah. strange. Yeah. And we had had a hard time also setting up the, uh, it's called a tripod for on, on a fifth wheel. There's a tripod deal that you can put on the front hitch that helps stabilize the front a bit more. Um, and we had all kinds of issues because the way that the spot we were in, it sloped down at that point. And so we had to go get uh, cement, like cinder blocks to hike it up on. And that was a whole thing. I didn't understand how to trying use it. To, yeah, trying I to figure didn't. that out. So we probably didn't have that set up properly that first night either. And then making breakfast or something that next morning on the stove for the first time. And the propane detector goes off um, shortly after I was done cooking. And so we didn't know what to do when that happened. And so I start looking it up online and they say, like, you should call the fire department. <laughs> So here we are, the newbies. Uh, yeah, it's our first morning. Just there. moved in. Yeah. And we call the fire department. So the fire department comes out, um, you know, and we had opened all the windows and doors. We exited the place and the, the propane detector stopped going off. Uh, fire department comes and they just kind of looked around and they were like, nah, you need to get like a repair person to come check your propane to make sure it's not leaking. We're like, oh, great. <laughs> what could possibly go yeah. on there? So, um, you know, we were talking to some friends that had RV'd before, and they had mentioned that those propane detectors only last about five to seven years. Um, and after that, they become really faulty because, they're, you know, they're full of dust and whatever. And in our particular instance, the previous owners had painted over it, too. Yeah. When they paint, they repainted the walls, which was really nice, but they painted over everything. Everything. So um, the propane detector had been painted over, plus it was, what, eight or nine years old? Nine years old, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Um, So we, we weren't sure if that was what it was, but, you know, so then the, the second night we're sleeping and the propane detector starts going off at two in the morning and we can't do anything and those things are loud they're so really it's two loud in the morning it's our second night as newbies and we can't call the fire department again because they already came out and they don't, they weren't going to do anything so we bailed that night and we drove to your parents house and stayed the night yep. that night because we were just parent. freaked out well no nobody wants to sleep in an rv with a propane link yeah and also <laughs> because of that experience I didn't use the stove. Nobody used the stove for about a year. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> so it was, um, we had an electric kettle. We had uh, a Ninja Foodie and that was what we cooked with or the outdoor propane griddle. Yeah. But I was terrified of propane uh, for about a year 
after that. And well, then, it's, it's, it's scary if it, you're just doing your normal day to day stuff and two days in a row, that detector's going alarm's off. going yeah. off and it, it like, it is loud. Man. Yeah. It lets you, it, it did its job. It woke us up. So yeah. we're, we're thankful for that. Yeah. But it did turn out in the end, it was that detector. And so if you're buying a used rig, I would say replace all the detectors Im- immediately. I don't care if the old owners just put them in, go out and buy new ones. That's just oh. for the peace of mind. That's my that, advice. Yeah, that but, might be an overshoot. Okay. But, you know. My dad was a personal injury. Term, I know. But okay. the propane detector, for sure, if it's if it's like five or more years old, you're probably just going to want to go get a new one. I don't think it was expensive. I think it was no it, maybe it, 40 bucks. You're, there's no price you can pay on your life. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So the, the the way you find that out, as far as the date on that, is you're going to have to unscrew it from the wall, pull it out from the wall, and look on the back, and there's a sticker on the back. Of course, they don't put it on the front. Maybe they did, but the people painted over it. Yeah, it was painted over. Yeah. We would have never. Known. No, actually, but it was. It's on the back. We knew, and it was the original one from yeah. this rig. So, yeah, and this rig's yeah. a 2011, and this is now we're in at this time our first first night. You know, we're in 2020. So nine years. It was nine, nine years, years old. Yep. So it was well over. And it even says like replace after X amount of years. Right yeah. So. Yeah. So, so yeah. And I mean, it's the same with smoke, like smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. I think you have to replace them every so often too, because you just, you get de- dust and debris that settles in there and then they, it makes them really, really sensitive and kind of wonky. And the cool thing is though, the fire department did return the next day, they but did. we didn't call them. They came to us and they came out, gave us a calendar, which I still have up. No, I'm kidding. But um, no, they... Um, they gave us a CO2 detector. Yeah. Which yeah. didn't help so much in our situation, but that was, I guess, like their policy. Like after that kind of a call, they give you a CO2 detector. Which so is they, really cool. They gave us so. one. Yeah, you just one that you just plug in. and. Um, but yeah, so the CO2 detectors are good because you, you do need one, especially if you have a generator. Um, but... Uh, well, and just in general, because I think our we had we had a few instances where our CO2 de- CO2 detector went off because of our um, oh yeah off. the the exhaust or smoke or something from hot water yeah it was like going it was it was, back it was the... coming out the side of the rig but coming back in through a window right above it that I had cracked open to try to air the place out but and that was the only open window yeah but really it was at, it was just adding CO2 back in so. We luckily figured that out. So we bailed the second night, but we came back. We did not we give back. up yeah. because we wanted. Yeah, but to it's do just this, you know you middle know, of the night. It's terrifying, and we all need to sleep, and so that was tough. And then, um, and then it comes to my favorite part. A few days later, maybe a week later, or whatever, we we come to the point where we have to empty the black tank for the very first time. Ah, yes. And this is... That was new for us. Yeah, it it is new. But these are some of the videos you watch on YouTube of people not hooking up your sewer pipe correctly. And they pull that lever. And excuse me for saying it, but there's just shit everywhere. And I was really excited about this because we hooked up the sewer and it was the moment of truth. Like, is this going to work? Yeah. I was scared. If, you, if I, you've I, ever I watched the movie RV, you know, that's also what you're picturing. Well, yeah. I mean, that that's what I envision. It's yeah. just old faithful of sewer yeah. going everywhere. Blah. So we pull it and I think I filmed it too. And, I think you um, might have. Yeah. I, I, I think I did because I'm very fascinated by all this. So yeah. yeah but, so, uh, and then we were standing out there as a family watching it, which. Was, I think we had sparklers and. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, I mean, it was, I'm sure that was entertaining for all our neighbors or more seasoned RVers watching us watch our sewer stuff, which is, it's so gross, but it just, we just, it's fascinating. Know, it was fascinating and I we needed it. to, we needed to make sure it was operating properly. In fact, we, we still do that, you know? So anyway, so we were, wa- yeah, we watched, watched the sewer go and there's all that. So then, uh, I think we mentioned that it was like a, over 110 when we, uh, got there to our RV park and well the first couple of weeks we were there it was between 115 and 120 yeah it was every day it was like the hottest summer in the area in several years and so um yeah so we had an our rig has two ac units one in the main cabin that's in it's in the kitchen and living area and then one that's in the master bedroom so we were just running mainly the the one in the main cabin running that thing and when we bought the rv in maryland it was that ac worked she demonstrated for it for us it worked it was a really hot day when we bought that so so we knew it worked well then all of a sudden that ac stops blowing cold air and yeah so there we were with only the master bedroom ac which does not blow into doesn't the doesn't blow yeah it has no vents that go anywhere else so we had to turn that one on and then put like a fan in the hallway to try to blow the cold air, but it, it didn't really, it, it made the bedroom was nice and cool, but the rest of the place was hot. So we spent a lot of time, um, outside, like in the shade or in, cause the RV would just, it just heats up. We, we didn't have any tree cover or shade cover. So the RV heats up like a little oven when it's out there in the sun. And, uh, so we ended up having to or we spend time in the pool, spend time in the like the rec rooms and mm-hmm. libraries and different places. I think even a couple times we just went and hung out at your parents' house because it was so hot. Yeah, let them pay for AC. Yeah. yeah. So because of COVID, uh, it was hard to get RV repair people, and we needed we wanted mobile RV repair people because we didn't want to have to tow our rig back out and go take it somewhere to get repaired. So we luckily we did get a hold of um, some RV repair people that got out that same week, I think, which was really odd because everywhere else I was calling was like at least a month out. And we also we had something up with our trailer brakes. We kind we needed them to come check on that, a couple other things, and that was where they came. And yeah, our battery was messed up. That was the other thing is they said with the propane detector. I forgot about this, but we were smelling like a rotten egg really sulfuric smell in our bedroom that second night when we bailed that was one of the other reasons that we bailed and what we found out from the rv repair guy was that our batteries had sulfated and the batteries the two batteries that our rig came with were right under the bedroom so they had sulfated which is why we were smelling it in the bedroom and that sulfur actually he said could also trip the propane detector so there were multiple things, multiple things going on. So we had to get new batteries because those batteries had sulfated. You know, there were different things he checked out for us. He got our trailer brakes totally 100%. Yeah, he checked out the stove. Oh, yeah. Checked out. Oh, that's right. He checked yeah. out the stove because one of the burners wasn't working. Um, and, you know, but because of like the delay in parts and things, we never ended up having to fix that. So we just, that was the other reason we didn't use the stove for a year. <laughs> we thought it was broken. We thought yeah. it was broken. Turned out it, it wasn't, but that's a different, whole different thing. So we got the RV repair guy out. Still had only the one AC, 
Now we needed to go to our second spot, which was only about an hour away. So we, we tried to schedule things out to be kind of smaller trips so that we could just ease into it yeah, and yeah. work out all the kinks. So so on on our way, well, it took us a long time to hook up because this oh was the fir- first yeah. time we're hooking up by ourselves. And like, like I mentioned before, the front where the hitch goes um, – on, on that particular RV spot sloped down. So normally it's flat, right? But my, but hitching up was just a disaster. I'm not going to get into it, but it was a complete disaster. I'm exhausted. It's a hundred and who knows what outside. Right. Okay? At this time, it's probably 105 easy. Yeah. And this is only 11 o'clock in the morning. And it, no joke yeah. about that, right? And it, pro- it probably took us over an hour just to get it to hook up properly. We even, we had well, another well neighbor that, yeah. helping us and, you know, there it was just it was tough. So we finally got it hitched up. Well, we we got it hitched up, but we had two cars at this time. We still had your Kia. Yeah. So I was towing the manual transmission truck that I'm not good at driving anyway, pulling this 40 foot RV by myself. Um, I'm scared crapless again. You're following us in the in the in Kia because yeah. I didn't want to take you guys just yet. So one one of the things that we bought before we we set on this adventure were tire pressure monitors monitoring system for the um fifth wheel tires and so there's six tires so you know i set this whole thing up and it comes with a little unit that you keep in your um in your dash and it's a bluetooth connectivity from the um well the the valve stems on the tires that transmit the the signal to this little unit on the dash in the truck and i guess i didn't set them properly because um, you can set it for temperature and for um, pressure. Uh, pressure within five minutes of hitting the freeway. Beep 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 beep. The whole time to our next RV spot, this alarm is going off. So I'm driving. I have no radio, and I'm just hearing beep 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 the whole time. And I it was driving me mad i thought like my tires are gonna blow i'm like just white knuckling it yeah. the whole way and we even we stopped and we checked them out they were fine but it still it didn't i didn't set the pressure yeah properly for something that that was really freaky so it's been a long day i'm hot i'm just freaking out right? yeah and our, our next spot was not any cooler it was still over 110 yeah when we got there and we get there and it's a back-end spot. And this is, again, on... This is a, another Saturday, I think. But they had uh, they had somebody on call. He comes out to help us back in. And our daughter and I were still sitting in the, in the car and kind of watching. And I should have gotten out to direct you to back in. Because that's what we had practiced in RV driving school. And so we knew each other's commands. But instead, you had... You had this other guys and, uh, and unfortunately it was just a disaster. I guess he, he kept walking behind the RV so you couldn't see him. He'd walk out of the mirror so you couldn't see him. Meanwhile, trying to back in with this manual transmission, the truck was bucking really bad. Um, Mm. yeah. And so it was just, it was bad and you're hot and sweaty and already worn out. Um, I jumped in tried to back it in a few times and we were just having a horrible, horrible time doing this. So finally, um, this guy calls, he calls a, 
resident of the park who doesn't didn't live there anymore, but he was still doing maintenance stuff around there. He well, called, his rig was there. Still. His rig was still there, but he wasn't living in it. He was selling it. So he he shows up and uh, asks if he can if he can just jump in the truck and back it in for us. And we said yes, please. And he just backed it right in and got us all set up. Um, so that was really good. So again, second spot, the kindness of brand new friends mm-hmm. helped us mm-hmm. get into our spot. So, um, yeah, that was, that was some fun. We got rescued there and then we had still the one AC in the bedroom, but in that spot, every time we turned on that AC, the power would trip. And so we kept <laughs> tripping the power. The office isn't open but we ran into the guy that helped us back in and he asked how we were doing. And I, I mentioned that to him and he said, Oh, let me, let me let the guys know. And so they came and they fixed it right away. So that was really, really good. So you definitely have to be willing to speak up. Um, if something's going wrong at your site, but, uh, absolutely. And you know, we, we had all these things happen and so much more that, you know, this was just a little taste of some of the you know big things that happened to us over the first couple of weeks because we were green. We didn't know any better. Um, you know, I mean, uh, just from electrical issues, propane things going off, you know, breaks. alarms, yeah. um, breaks, not knowing what's right and wrong inside of an RV park and, and yeah. glass it everywhere. Really- AC's really, breaking. Yeah, it felt like when it rains, it pours. And and during that time too, um, my grandfather passed away in that first couple of weeks that we were moved in. So it was just one of those where it it felt like it was just pouring on us. You know, life was pouring. And uh, yeah, you you have you make that decision if you're gonna if you're gonna tough it out, see if it gets better, or. Um, you know, decide it's not for you. And we just, we had already <laughs> sold our house and done everything. So we kind of, we jumped in with both feet. We didn't really have, we didn't really have a backup plan or it, it would have been hard to back out. So I think in a way it was good that we had it set up that way because even if it was tempting to back out, it, it was, it would have been difficult. And so it made us kind of feel like we had to just kind of figure it out and get through it and, but I, I, I think our wanting to do this is what really pushes for it. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for me, at least, it, yeah. it was, I really want to do this. Yeah. And I, I, I want to give a shot. I even learned how to drive manual yeah. to do this. And I didn't let that fear overcome what potential we could have. Yeah. But I'm telling you, when that propane thing's going off or when there's issues on the truck, I'm thinking... Why the heck are we doing this? Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, I mean, I I remember just being scared a lot, being scared. I was excited, scared before we started doing it. And then when we started, when we started doing the RV lifestyle, I was just scared a lot. It was, you know, we would have our moments though, I think, where we would just, we could sit outside at night you know, on our little makeshift patio and just kind of decompress about the day. And we were enjoying it. We were finding the little things to enjoy, even on that journey 
that was really, really rocky. We, we would still find the little things to enjoy. And, um, that kept us going through, I think a lot. It did. And it got, it did, it, it gets to, when things go wrong, the way that they were going wrong, it got to the point where we almost, we just had to kind of laugh when it would happen to Oh, yeah, yeah. So. That laughter is fantastic. Yeah. And I think through all the jitters that you're going to face, through all the ups and downs early, early on, um, it's going to seem massive and it's going to seem huge. But I can say, tough it out. It's worth going through because the experiences we've been able to to have on the road, even over the past two years, are, I think, things that people may not ever experience. Yeah. Um, and um, ask for help. I think that's a big one. Yeah. The RV community is amazingly willing to just go help. Yeah. Because the thing with the RV community is everybody is new. Everybody had to learn to tow. Everybody has made mistakes. You know, uh, they, we've all been at the first week jitters. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, we were just, we were at a, um, last week we went to a little, uh, like happy hour, get to know your neighbors kind of thing here at the RV park we're at. And we ran into, um, a guy who he and his wife have been full-timing for two months and he was running over all the things that have been going wrong in the last two months. And it was just like like deja vu almost. And his, his rig was brand new. Ours, we bought used. So whether you buy new or used, it doesn't really matter. The, the, there's a learning curve and stuff is going to go wrong. That's just, you know, that's RV. <laughs> that's RVing for you, I guess. Stuff is going to break. Stuff is going to go wrong. Yeah. And when it does accept the encouragement from others. Yeah. And then when you get past it, be sure to encourage others too. Yeah. On, on, on their way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and good. we're also learning things. A lot of we're always learning. Yeah, new still things. learning. This was this was fun reminiscing this. It's been two years, and uh, it still feels like that that stuff wasn't that long ago. But um, you know, it's I don't know. We're we're here. We are two years later to talk about it. So that says something. And yeah, we hope this talk just helped you guys out. Yeah, helped navigate some things that that you may encounter. And um, until next time. Yeah, don't forget to uh, subscribe so you can hear our future ramblings. And check out some of the past ones, too. Yeah. Oh, yes, your happy road is taking me sunshine.